Hi, I'm Miki Leal. I'm a visual artist. Well, I mainly paint, but I also do sculpture and ceramics. Today we're going to take a walk around Salamanca district, starting at Camper Store on Serrano Street. I'd like to show you some of the places in the neighborhood that I find the most interesting. I don't actually remember when I bought my first campers. I must have been in college because camper didn't really exist when I was younger. Well, it did exist, but the shoes didn't really arrive into the stores in Seville. And the truth is that camper is a brand which I'd say is successful because they've found a way to make shoes for any occasion, you know? So, the Serrano store seems to me an achievement because it manages to introduce the concept of a store as a work of art, almost like a sculpture. And I think this is important for the brand as well. So I think the Archaeological Museum is a really interesting place to visit. Uh, it was remodeled a few years ago. In this part of the city it's not as popular as the National Library or the Prado Museum or the Thiessen. We're currently in the cultural heart of the city, uh, what I think is a pretty good area. There's actually a botanical garden inside the archaeological museum where you can go and take a stroll, have a snack, you can go for a walk and discover new species of plants which is quite unique as well. Coincidentally, for example, there's a statue by Velázquez. Actually, I was baptised in the same place as Velázquez in San Pedro, Seville. I guess that's where my artistic side comes from. I started at a young age. I was doing the entrance exam to go to Berkeley to study music and composition. Um, but it was a difficult time in my life. My father passed away and I guess my family situation was a bit strange. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't go, mainly for financial reasons, so I asked myself what should I do. I was between choosing either architecture or fine arts, and I went for the easier option. I'm not going to lie to you. So, we're at the Castellar building in Emilio Castellar Square, which is currently home to one of the very best law firms, Perez Llorca. It was built by Rafael de la Oz and his son, who I think finished it. And I found it quite interesting, since it has some of the most interesting ledges and cantilevers in Madrid. Above all, I like it because the entire building is built around a single pillar in the middle, um, made of travertine marble, and architecturally speaking, it's very interesting. When I walk, it's a moment of relaxation, a moment to think. A moment to, of course I think about art often, but I look at everything. I'm very anarchic. Um, and I feel very free when I walk. I especially do it when I travel. When I go somewhere, I like to walk around the city without having a clear idea of where I'm going. I get a little lost in the city. That's what I like. Paying attention to a sewer drain, a tree, a bird, a car, it doesn't really matter. In that way, I'm a little bit random.
Por aquí mira, que tengo... Bueno, ahora te Hola, ¿qué tal? Bueno, estamos en el Club Matador, que está en la calle... So, we're now at the Matador Club, on Jorge Juan Street, number five. You can see that the entrance is almost hidden. If you don't know it's there, you wouldn't even see it. But, hey, that's part of the mystery. It's a members-only club, although every now and then there's a chance to get inside, if you're invited by a member or as a guest at an open event. The Matador Club came from Matador Magazine and was the idea of Alberto Anaut, where a group of personalities with good ideas and influence in the world of art and the world of finance, they get together to propose interesting cultural offerings in Madrid. And over there is the bar. You can tell that it has quite an exclusive feel. And curiously, it has a very cool schedule of events, including concerts. And at night, the place completely transforms. It becomes a dive bar open till the early hours. And some great bands come here to play as well. They might be playing in Madrid, and they manage to get them to come here. And there's a lot of flamenco and jazz, a lot of late night soul, you know? It's all curated by the club members as well. So with cocktails, I'm a gin and tonic guy, but another thing I like is a gilded with soda made by Diego. His dad used to make it and now it's on the menu, especially for me, it's called the Mickey. So, we're going into Calzaros Gaitan. Um, it's another shoe store, not camper, but something that's a little more matured. It has that classic artisanal touch. The smell is quite curious when you come in, isn't it? So, how long do you take to make them? To make? About a month and a half. Ah, oh, that's not too long. Well, it also depends a little on the amount of work we have. A week with 30 orders is not the same as a week with just one order. Then we make them with a classic sole or with a product that we have, which we've actually used for many years now. That's microporous and weighs very little. Plus, it's an insulator and doesn't get warm. It keeps out the cold and the heat in summer, when it feels like the streets on fire. Pick one and take a look. Yeah, it doesn't weigh a thing. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we'll be back for some shoes. <laughs> I'm a shoe guy. I love clothes, I always have. But I'm the type that likes fashion that doesn't go out of style. I'm a fan of the classic style, but with my own personal touch. Funnily enough, I always have to buy something new every time there's an opening of uh, one of my exhibitions. And as I do so many exhibitions, I've got a lot of clothes. But as it's sort of superstition, I don't think twice about it. If I have an exhibition in London, the day before we open, I have to go shopping. I have to buy something, anything. Even if it's just a pair of socks, I have to be wearing something new. And as it seems to be working, I can't stop now. Seguimos por Jorge Juan. 
So if we follow Jorge Juan Street, we come to Madrid Camiseros, a very old and well-known shirt shop in Madrid. So I wanted to ask, what's the process when a customer comes to buy a shirt? You take the measurements first and then... Exactly. So we take their measurements and first we make a shirt for them to try, to make sure it fits right or to see if the client wants to make some small adjustment. And with that we can make their pattern, which can then be used for all their shirts. And well, once you have their measurements, obviously everything is so much easier because, well, you can order by phone or drop in and choose a sample. Then the typical questions come. What kind of collar? Would you like round neck? Double cuffs? Do you want the shirt to be visible under your jumper or jacket? For me, these details are very important. They don't ask things like this in a normal store. Once your pattern has been created, well, it's as easy as that, isn't it? As easy as saying, hey, I'd like a polka dot shirt. Here, there's a great selection of samples with almost anything you could ever want. And in particular, I always emphasize the great variety of fabrics when you feel like something a little bit different, you know? Like these silks they have here. So, you see, I'm new to the neighborhood and I often take walks to explore. I stumble across some interesting places, and this is one of them. I've lived in the Salamanca neighborhood now for two, two and a half years, and around 13, 14 years in Madrid, more or less. Madrid is an extremely welcoming city. You can live here really comfortably. When it comes to its art scene, which is where I spend most of my time, it's very abundant. Apart from that, socially speaking, it has everything. And we also have the studio where, culturally speaking, we like to stir things up a lot. Here in Madrid, we can offer a great lineup of events as well, from concerts to artistic residencies. I love how there's always something going on here. Also, from time to time, I need to unwind, so I head down to Seville, where I have a studio. I also work a lot in Portugal on ceramics mainly. And for some projects, depending on how they're going, I try to concentrate completely on them and lock myself up to think. Because if not, Madrid can be a bit too lively. So now we're here at the Forty Pizza Bar. We're here with the owner, Ranieri. Well, I think we actually got to know each other through the world of tennis. Funnily enough, we met playing tennis. Yes, at Canal. At Canal. I can't remember how exactly, but we met there. I do, yes. We were in the same class. Yes, with the Italian teacher. It was just at the dinner we were both at after tennis, wasn't it? Yes. We came here to your bar, but you also have another place, don't you? Another one in Campomor Street. Is it more a restaurant? No, it's the same. Is it the same menu? Yeah, it's the same. What's the food like? Do you make traditional Italian food or...? Yeah, well, we always try to bring as much as possible from Italy. 
So now we're on our way to Kabuki at the Wellington Hotel. We're going to walk past some auction houses. The first one is on Presidente Carmona, I think. That's the original Kabuki. It's the most authentic. Then, when it started to get really popular, they came to an agreement with the Wellington Hotel, which is one of Madrid's most famous. Look, here comes Ricardo. Richie, how's it going? This is going to be like in Caljeros. It has a small art gallery, so to speak. Look, there it is, welcoming us. It's also quite interesting as he really has two, well, we consider ourselves to be two of his closest friends. Another artist, Abraham Lacay, a very good friend. So that painting there is mine. He has always bought pieces of art, but always art that has some connection to food. Like this one here. It's of like an American explorer who was very famous because he climbed who knows what mountain. I don't know which one it was. And the funny thing is that the guy was living off marmots he'd picked up along the path. He ate them raw just as they came or dried maybe. I don't know how he did it. But hey, he was a pretty famous guy. What I thought was funny was the connection with the raw fish. And I mean, it's a bit macabre, but I find it funny. Ricardo loved it, and well, here it is. We're currently involved in a project to make a whole set of tableware, but more in mass production for consumers. It came about because they invited me to do a project in Portugal, the third biennial of La Alenteo, where they proposed an experience with ceramics in the Portuguese world. So the neighborhood of Salamanca is home to the largest number of palaces, basically in all of Spain, all in one neighborhood. So almost all these entrances fascinate me, especially because of the marble used. This is where the carriages used to come into the palaces. They're still maintained today, even though they're just normal residential buildings. But I think that this gives them a hint of luxury. So my fascination with marble comes from a residence I did in Rome at the Spanish Academy. While I was there, I spent time visiting all of Rome's churches, seeing as many different types of marble as I could, especially how marble trompe l'oeil in painting was done. Some of the churches that were a little poorer and supposedly couldn't afford to buy or commission marble works painted them, you know? They would call artists from Venice and Florence because they were the best at imitating marble. I saw some that were so incredibly perfect that, well, the whole project really excited me and I'm still working on it now. We are at Alfredo's now, which is a typical American burger house in the heart of the Salamanca neighborhood. If you have to choose, then I'd go for the BLT. It's simple and has the typical bacon, lettuce, tomato and mayonnaise, because I can't stand barbecue sauce. 
Nowadays, there's a cool burger joint on every corner of every city in the world that'll make you a Kobe beef burger mixed with kangaroo meat or whatever. But it wasn't like that before. This place was where you could get the most authentic American burger in Madrid. And anyway, it's still pretty much the number one in the city. It's what happens in every city. Places are all the same. I just love going to a place that serves, you know, some good old fried anchovies. Everything is just becoming standardized, you know? As you can see, this place is very authentic and very American, but in the heart of Salamanca. It's full of little details as well. It's really interesting coming here. And most of all, the fact is, the burgers here are great. Look, here's the owner, who still has the authentic Texan look going on, you know? You can't tell me this place isn't cool. I really love this space. I've also done some work that was very Californian in style. I did a project on the characteristics of surf from the 30s to the 70s, and I did it all mainly in Santa Monica. I've spent a lot of time in San Francisco as well, above all because of the jazz scene there, and I've also done some musical projects. And, you know, I love that route from Santa Monica to San Francisco. And then in San Francisco, we also did a project on the Catalina Jazz Club. There, everyone, including Miles, has come through their doors. And, well, it's an area that really appeals to me, mostly musically. So, here we are at the Juan March Foundation. For me, it's one of those hidden gems that's not very well known by locals or tourists. That's probably because it's further away from the typical Reina Sofia, Thyssen Museum and El Prado circuit. But nevertheless, it has a very good and extensive program of exhibitions, particularly avant-garde and modern art. I remember one by Sonia Delaunay, which was wonderful. There was another on fabric about the Vienna factory, also very good. Also one about the art of play, which was great. The latest one, which has just recently finished, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about genealogy with maps made by artists showing the family trees of art and a whole range of other things. It was really fascinating. The displays are always quite cramped in a very old-fashioned museum-style sort of way, you know? Not very modern, not contemporary, I mean. Nevertheless, they're brimming with knowledge and content. And above all, they put a lot of emphasis on publishing. Publication is in itself almost the purpose of an exhibition, isn't it? To catalogue something specific, not so much the exhibition itself. And in that sense, well, I think this is a museum that provides you with a lot of knowledge. Apart from the programme of parallel events they have, including music and theatre, well, I think that it's a rather interesting place to visit.
pocos pasos de la Fundación Juan March. Just next to the Juan March Foundation is the Vitra Store, where you can find wonderful creations by famous architects. Creaciones de arquitectos famosos. And you can enjoy a totally creative space. I think this place has quite a connection to my childhood. My father was an amateur architect, so to speak. And he made furniture of all kinds. He would always be changing something in the family home, you know? For me, this is like architectural excellence. Like complete architecture, you know? Everything matters, from the size of a door handle to the concrete foundations of a building. So in that sense, I was raised and I grew up surrounded by pretty chairs with pretty materials. Well, I don't know, but here in Vitra I feel at home in a way. And also because I'm a chair lover, and I have a few Brewer and Eames styles. Well, the typical styles at least. Pulsin lamps too, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit like my world. I'm very interested in both the finished object and the process. In terms of the craft, for example. But also the design and the architecture. Because of how well it's made, you know? So, in that sense, I think that Vitra is a brand that has managed to do just that. And I think Camper does it too. I hope I can follow in their footsteps. So now we're at Cristina Oria. She, Cristina, is a wonderful woman with some great ideas. And I think she's created this restaurant, well, I don't know, in her own style, because she trained in Paris. So you can see it has that Parisian touch, with its use of the black and white and the decoration like a Parisian boulevard. To tell you the truth, I think it's rather fascinating. And besides, you can buy everything here. The table, the cutlery, the forks, even the plates. Well, I think that's a good place to finish. We can grab a bite and a drink to round off the day. Thanks very much and see you later.